Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 60. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. Good morning, everybody. We are live and it is Monday morning Bible study time. We are in the book of Psalms. Every week we are in uh, Psalm 60 this week, um, and we are with our area leader uh, from Garland, Texas, Kim Theoff. Hey, Kim. Hey, Bunny. How are you? Well, I have to tell how we met Kim. Kim came to one of our seminars up in Melissa, Texas, and then introduced me to her pastor, Cassin Huddleston, at Freedom Place Church, and we have been um, there at at least three times. uh, Congressman Cloud and I got to tag team preach there, and then I got to share one Sunday, and then we brought our seminar also to that church. And Kim is also has been very diligent about becoming a deputy voter registrar in like a hundred counties, right, Kim? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how many counties uh, are you a deputy voter registrar in now? At least five, five. right? Five. Yeah. So Dallas, Tarrant. Colin Denton Rockwell. Wow. Wow. So that means that she can register voters and she can take the voter registration cards and then deliver them to the elections department. And that's a key thing because as we all know, people procrastinate. So we are always doing voter registration at every church that we go to and trying to get people to register on the spot and hope and most of the time we have a deputy uh, DVR, which is what we call them, DVR, like Kim, um, to take those cards and deliver them to the elections department. So that's key to get Christians. We have to get Christians registered and then praying and voting and engaging uh, regularly. So everything starts with voter registration. So reminder, if you miss the primary election in Texas or you're in another place, don't forget to get registered to vote. Um, That is the key to everything. So awesome, Kim. Well, we are in Psalm 60. Um, Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Well, you can read it because I practice those names and some of those names are just a little tongue twisted for me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't know if I'll do them right either, but let's go. Psalm 60. And this is a Psalm of David. He was king. Um, I want to put that in context. This is uh, 2 Samuel 8 uh, is the context of this. When he took over Moab, Edom, um, Syria, just really 
you know, killed all the enemies of Israel yeah. um, and expanded the territory of Israel. He um, says, oh, God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. Oh, restore us again. You have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches, for it is shaking. You have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. You've given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be displayed because of the truth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice and I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Sikoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Philistine um, shout in triumph because of me. Who will bring me to the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God, we will do valiantly. It is he who shall tread down our enemies. I just want to break down out in song every time I read that. Those of y'all who grew yeah. up in the 80s, there was a song that we always used to sing. Yes. <laughs> that verse. Um, so anyway, I won't break out into song right now. But okay. anyway, well, I know, Kim, you've got a whole bunch of thoughts. And I'm just so thankful for you coming on. You're a wonderful woman of God and just so faithful to the body of Christ. So why don't you go ahead and, and give us some beginning thoughts? Sure. The I was so glad that you brought out what time frame this was, because that was something that I looked up and, um, you know, David was recording things from these memorable, memorable events. And he was using, he was trying, he was teaching afterwards and he had been successful. He was very successful. So as I was reading the Psalm, it struck me that it wasn't starting out like um, sounding like the thoughts or words of a victorious mighty man. It sounded very downtrodden and just very heavy. And if David had been defeated before he wrote this, I could understand that. But I, um, I just was having a hard time understanding that he was starting out the way he was. And then as he goes further into the psalm around verses six through eight, it seems that God speaks to him or he hears. And oh, and funny, I'm sorry, that's my granddaughter. She doesn't have Facebook. And so oh, I sent her okay. my link. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. Um, and David finally realizes in verse 11 that he needs God's help as he fights his enemies rather than going to battle in his own strength and without God. So that explains the first part of the psalm in, in my mind. And then um, this morning, as I was, I was not even really awake, I was kind of half asleep and half awake. And I had this amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. But the gist of it was that no matter what we do, any, any ideas, any successes, any victories that we have, they all come because of God, they all come from him. And so not only in this Psalm does David 
need God to fight his battles for him. But the victory was because of God, which he didn't really, I don't know that he really brought that out, but he really realized he needed God. But it, it just went one step further in what happened with me this morning that everything, all wonderful things come from him. So good. You know, I was really, I mean, he does bring it out in the last, the last verse though, through yeah. God, we will do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our enemies. Yeah. Um, but it takes him a while. Yeah. To, mm -hmm. to get to the point where he realizes that there's really only one hope um, and really that God gave him the victory. Right. Yeah. Um, so some things I was thinking about, you know, there's no one that can really heal us or repair or restore us other than God, That's right. you know, putting our trust in men or women to change or repair their broken states, um, will not work. Um, mm -hmm. we have to completely depend on, um, our creator, the redeemer, the restorer of our souls, which is Jesus. Yeah. And here David singing, um, as he's King from a place of authority, right? Oh, he's yeah. just vanquished, uh, Edom, Syria, Moab, um, and it says in in Second Samuel eight, it says, "So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered judgment and justice to all his people." So he was coming from a very, very, very strong place. Yes, yes. Um, he, he's coming from a great place, and um, we see in verses one through three. Let's go back to that. Um, you know, there's always a breaking down before restoration. And this yes. is a key point I want to bring up, um, that shaking happens. You know, sometimes things seem to get worse before they get better, right? right. It's dark mm -hmm. before the dawn. And, yeah. um, you know, corruption is starting, is seen in broad daylight. You know, everything that is hidden is being exposed, sins being exposed. And here in the ministry, um, you know, even in the ministry of the prophet Jeremiah, who was sent by God to break down Israel, and he was sent to break down Israel. Why? So he could be, re they could be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. um, I love this scripture in Jeremiah 31, 28. It says, and it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. Now, that doesn't make any sense to us that God would be breaking them down, destroying them, afflicting them, right? But he's doing that to, to ultimately restore them, right? To build and wow. to plant them. And, you know, we hear this thing that is scriptural. Everything will be shaken that can be shaken, right? Um, yes, there's a shaking going on in the kingdoms and the nations in our own lives right now. But ultimately, it goes back to this verse three. Heal its breaches for its shaking. I have shown your, your people hard things. Even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of shaking, um, ultimately, God's goal and plan is to restore all things, is to restore us again, right? To bring complete restoration and to heal the things that have been broken, right? Yes. And so sometimes, you know, many times God is exposing and showing us our own hearts, our own sins, our own weaknesses to lead us to Jesus and ultimately um, for it's all because of restoration. He wants to restore us. 
Absolutely. Um, uh, Acts 3, 20 through 21 says, and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to us before whom heaven must receive till the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Um, restoration is coming. Is there anything, Kim, on that point that you want to just highlight? Well, the thing that comes to mind is the past three weeks at church, Pastor Casson has been teaching on setbacks and comebacks. And so this mm-hmm. kind of goes right along with that, that, you know, even if, if God doesn't do it, if it's something else, if it's your own sin, if it's, you know, the enemy's attack, regardless of what it is, God is there for that comeback, for that restoration. That's so good. And that's what he's ultimately about. He's wanting to restore us, right? He's wanting to restore all things. Um, Even in our world, as dark as it seems, I mean, watching the news, watching what's happening in the world, um, it's heartbreaking. So many things are heartbreaking, right? But um, his ultimate plan is to restore all things. And we have to lean into that. We have to establish that as our foundation and keep our eyes on Jesus, ultimately keeping our eyes on Jesus. Now, verse four and five says, you have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of the truth that your beloved may be delivered. So I spent quite a bit of time this morning thinking about Christ, our banner, the Lord, our banner. You know, there's really only one person that can save and deliver us, and that's Jesus. And he's all about delivering his beloved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the You know, um, uh, Song of Solomon says, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. He raises up a banner of love over us, right? Um, and in Exodus 17, 15, he is described as the Lord is our banner. The Lord is my banner. Um, that's one of the names of the Lord. And it's part of his character that he actually, like a banner, like when we think about a physical banner before mm-hmm. the army of the Lord, he goes out before us and declares to all the enemies of our soul, I'm talking about mostly here in the spiritual, that he is leading and guiding us. And I'm sorry, enemies, you're not going to have any hold over my people, mm-hmm. right? Um, Isaiah 11, 10 says, and in that day, there will be a root of Jesse who will stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles will seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. And so as this banner of the Lord goes before us, what he's doing is attracting people who don't know him into his story. Mm-hmm. So let me just say this, as dark as your story might feel right now, um, God is weaving together a story of his glory yes. and through our lives, his story, his glory is going to be seen even more. If you don't have a testimony, you know, how is his glory of his the story of his glory going to be seen, right? So God is creating even a testimony in our lives. And when his banners lifted high, people are brought into his love, right? And so even think about this as your own life, Um, whether you feel really strong right now, or you feel really weak, um, God is building a story of his glory through your life. And he is placing a banner high and saying, enemies, I'm sorry, you can't have my kids. 
you can't have my kids. And um, God takes ownership over all the enemies of Israel in, in 2 Samuel, and he brings them into D King David's control. And the people are astonished. I mean, they're really just blown away by this. I mean, the, the power that King David operated in and the people of Israel um, being able to vanquish all their enemies. Um, you know, the sooner we realize that trying to find help just from men's wisdom is a losing battle, the better we'll be. Mm -hmm. um, we need God's wisdom to help us in the time of trouble. And he says, give us help from trouble, verses 11 of Psalm 60. Give us help from trouble for the help of man is useless, right? Yep. Uh, that cry to say, God, help us in our trouble. Help from man is useless. Um, we all know James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But I want us to ask us, how many times do we actually ask him for wisdom? Right. right. <laughs> How many times do we actually go to God and say, God, I need wisdom here? Um, simply asking it. Uh, I mean, it's not rocket science, uh, but it's simple, but yet sometimes hard to do because so quickly we trust in our own wisdom or we trust in the just wisdom of man out there. Right. There's so many uh -huh. voices. There's so many things in the world speaking to us, quote unquote, wisdom. How many times do we go to God? And, and ask him for his wisdom. But when we do, this is what happens. Through God, we will do valiantly. Mm -hmm. And if you have enemies of your soul like right now, like depression, loneliness, pain, pride, fear, anger, unforgiveness, or more, you know, God's the only one that's going to be able to tread down those enemies. Oh, yeah. and, and the message of Psalm 60 for us this week to meditate on is this. He's a God of restoration. He wants to restore all things. He's a God that if we run to him for wisdom, he's going to liberally give that to us, right? And mm -hmm. he is going to vanquish all of our enemies. Yes, he is. He's the God Amen. of, he's going to lift up a banner over us and his banner over us is love and his banner over us is restoration. So I just felt like today, I just want to say restoration's coming, people. <laughs> restoration is coming. And um, whether that's your family you're crying out for, um, your kids, your grandkids, um, economic restoration, you know, some of y'all have lost a lot, but God wants to restore um, even economically what has been stolen. Um, whether it's your health, there's so many things that we're battling in our lives um, that God wants to restore. And as we think about our communities and our nation, even, um, it seems like, you know, the breaches are broken down, right? There are a lot of things that need healing, whether it's we're, we're going through this racism class right now on Monday nights, whether it's ra racial reconciliation or, um, you know, abortion or all the issues that, you know, weigh on our hearts, God bring restoration to our community and to our nation. Um, God restore us again. And that needs to be our heart cry as we go in this week. And he is so faithful to do it. He is. He's so faithful. He sure is. Kim, what other thoughts did you have as you were studying this? So one of the things is that God won't share his glory with anyone. And 
So whenever we have victory, whenever we have success, whenever we are restored, when we're redeemed, we need to be sure and give him that glory and not take that for ourselves because it does not belong to us. It belongs to him. Amen. So he's, he's shining out his glory through our story and ultimately the glory belongs to him for all of it. Do you think sometimes he, he causes us to be weak and hopeless and helpless? I'm not hopeless, but helpless. Yeah. (laughs) And that we have to depend on him. There's no other hope um, just to get the glory. Well, yeah, I think that he teaches us humility. Even if we, let's say we don't have pride or, you know, probably we have it and we don't realize it. But let's just say you don't have pride. He still wants to remind you that he's God and you're not. And that you have total dependence on him that's all you have Mm, that's so good that's so good well i just want to pray um let's just pray kim over everybody today um that is looking for restoration and might feel right now like you're broken down (laughs) like you've been trampled underfoot by the enemies right and and god's wanting to speak hope to you right now that restoration is coming and first of all restoration is coming in your own heart and soul right now um, that hope is rising, that he has not forgotten you. He is with us, right? And we yeah. can hold on to that this week, um, that he's with us and we are not alone. Amen. In this fight. Amen. And just like David vanquished all the enemies, man, he is going to vanquish all of our enemies to the point yes. where when we're in heaven, there will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more lack. Um, everything will be restored. All things will be restored in that heavenly kingdom mm-hmm. and the new heaven and the new earth. I mean, what an amazing, that is our blessed hope, right? Yes. That's why Absolutely. we never have to be afraid because, right. um, what can they do to us? What can they do to us <laughs> right. when we have that blessed hope? Right. Yeah, that's right. Well, Kim, why don't you start us out in prayer and then I'll end us. Okay. Sure. Father, we come before you today with hearts full of gratitude, Lord, for all that you've done for us up to this point. And Lord, for those of us who may be downtrodden, who may feel hopeless or beaten up or even fearful because of what has gone gone on in their lives or what's going on in this world. Father, I, I thank you that you are the lifter of our heads. And God, that you are just waiting patiently for us to turn our eyes back upon you, away from the situation, whatever it may be, and and waiting for us to give you the opportunity to redeem us, to restore us, to make all things new once again, Father, whether it's um, a new time in you that we've known you for years Or Lord, whether we are just meeting you, Father, the newness of life is the same. It is unexplainable, Father. And I pray, God, that that every person who hears these words, Lord, would look to you for that newness of life they're seeking in all the wrong places, Lord, and that they would find everything that they need through a relationship with you, Father, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Lord, we just thank you, God, for we just put our hope and our trust in you right yes. now, Lord, above everything else. You are the God who restores. You are the God that brings restoration. You are the God that repairs and heals the breaches. Yes. So God, wherever we feel like there might be cracks in our foundation, or we might feel like there's weaknesses in our families or our relationships or our communities, or even right now in this nation, God, we pray, Lord, for restoration. We pray for healing. God, we thank you for filling in those gaps, Lord, where we're weak. Lord, we cry out right now for wisdom. Give us wisdom and discernment in this hour, God. Uh, give us a heart um, that will seek after you and not be content to live on, in our own wisdom or in man's wisdoms, but to, to cling to your wisdom, God. And that's what we're doing here on Monday mornings, Lord, as we open up your word to begin our week. It's easy to, to um, just go to church on Sunday morning and then kind of drift through the week without understanding that we need wisdom from you every day. So, God, we just set our hearts right now to, to love you, to seek you, to, um, to, to spend time with you every day this week. And, Lord, we want to see your glory in our story. Open our eyes even to see the testimony that you're writing right now. Even for folks that feel like they're in a dark place, God, let them see that your testimony is being um, birthed and is in this. You're writing our story, God, so that you can have the glory in everything in our lives. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus name. Thank you, Amen. 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 Well, a couple announcements, guys. So um, this is a big announcement, which is we've got we're going to do three more weeks of Psalms um, and get through Psalms 63. And then the second quarter, we're going to take a break from Psalms. I've been feeling for a while that we need to go through the book of Nehemiah. And um, so we are going to break into a 13 week class on the book of Nehemiah. We're going to do it on Monday mornings at 8.30. So uh, stay tuned. Um, we'll get you a new registration for that. But your links that you have for the webinar, if you're on the webinar, will, will stay active until the end of March. And then we'll have you re-sign up for the 13 weeks on the book of Nehemiah. And then we'll go back to the Psalms, Lord willing. Um, I know that we're supposed to continue through the Psalms uh, over the, the course of four years. So we're going to go back to that, but I just really feel like God wants to say something to us out of the book of Nehemiah on how to restore the walls, how to really speak into what's happening in our nation right now, and, and really teach us some qualities of leadership. What I want to bring out in the book of Nehemiah is just so many things in Nehemiah's life that he did right, um, that helped him mobilize the people to stand on the wall and repair those walls of Jerusalem that were broken and breached right? And needed healing. So anyway, um, just know that that's coming up. And if you've been blessed by this Psalms Bible study, um, keep thinking of that as a way that you can get, uh, as we start a new series for a while to get more new friends and family um, into that Bible study to help them grow as we do this. Um, the other big uh, thing is happening the next few months is uh, Rafael Cruz and I are about to go on the road to a whole bunch of cities. So be watching for our awakening nights. Um, our awakening nights are nights of Rafi and I giving hope for America, giving you um, the tools to pray, vote, and engage, and then also um, giving you an opportunity to help 
help us in this ministry of church outreach, uh, communicating um, this important message to the body of Christ. And so we'll be in Dallas, Rockport, Corpus Christi, Victoria, hopefully Houston coming up. Um, and many more. So be looking for that. Heath will be in Heath. Those most of those are already up on our um, website. So go ahead and register for Awakening Nights for free. And then we look forward to seeing you guys um, as we go city to city in Texas. And we'll be in Pennsylvania too for Awakening Night, April 21st. So we're super, super excited to be doing that series of of nights and we're going to do more of those. If you want to bring us to your city, Raphael's, uh, Reverend Raphael Cruz has offered to do 12 cities with me this year around Texas or America. So um, we are excited to go wherever God opens the door. So if you want to bring us to your city, let us know. We would love to come. So we'd love to coordinate with you on that. Blessings to you guys. Have a wonderful week. Wonderful week. This is going to be a great week. It's my anniversary week, 26 years of marriage, and Tim and I are heading off to Florida on Thursday. So we're excited about that. And we will see you guys back next Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Woohoo. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengage.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.